So the other day, this is auto I got in the mail this right here. It's a it's a card. I have a story here. This is this is uh explain it for the hundred dollar you know like oh. Visa card. I'm oh, covering good. the numbers because I actually want to use it. Shoot, I was just ready to get my screenshot ready. And I just yeah I know I just want to explain to the people like. So we set up this, uh, you know, the home security system. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, we're going to install this. But it's basically free because you get a $100 gift card. I was like, this is this is awesome. I'm going to uh, do it. There's a subscription on the other end of this. I can tell. No, it's not a subscription. <laughs> now, I did it to, because I wanted to be able to tell this story at some point because I got this in the mail yesterday. <laughs> Y'all, I had to mail in. Oh, for that rebate. Like I had to write things down. Yeah, because they're like, we're going to make it hard for you to get the <laughs> rebate. He's going to get a CD <laughs> subscription delivered back to him. From Columbia House Columbia incoming. House. You're getting Pearl Jam, Nirvana. <laughs> uh, who That's else? Exactly who what Shania Twain. You remember that? He's, he's gonna and the get... great news is, is I'm going to have to ship it back just like all the Netflix DVDs that they were doing. <laughs> you know what? The, the best part about this intro to this interview is I bet that Andrew Diffenderfer, a.k.a. Diff, had a Columbia House subscription in his day. He was the guy with the 200 exactly right. CD folder with all the CDs that you'd hit the road trip. and You'd be like, what am I going to listen to? I got my 200 favorites right here. He's in his van. He's, He's that like, guy. He might still <laughs> yep, have it. Got that one. <laughs> he might still have it. I saw a TikTok the other day. Or no, it was an Instagram reel. And the guy was driving. He's like, people are worried about distracting driving. He's like, this was me in 1997. And he's got, he's like looking down, trying to flip through his CDs, <laughs> trying to figure out which other, right. like trying to get the disc in the player. I was like, ah, touche, touche. But either way. No, it's in disc five. It's in disc five. Right. <laughs> Oh man, multi-disc CD changers were a game changer. The safest Nuts. ones were in the trunk. Remember those? Yeah. Wow. What what who put, came up with that idea? Let's put them in the trunk. You got to preload your favorite six and then they're just in there. Diff and Durfer did. Diff did. Diff did. did. And so can you. Uh, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Andrew, uh, the founder of Foundation Direct. Uh, one of the smartest, hard, most hardworking guys in the industry um, really has a long path through uh, serving in OEMs and then retail, all this stuff. Um, always insightful and it's fun. He's like an old friend, which is why we can give him this intro, right? We've had many interviews with Diff, but maybe it's your first time. So uh, we know you're going to uh, enjoy meeting him just like we enjoy having conversation with him. Hey, Andrew, thank you so much for giving us some time. It's awesome to have you again on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's always good to see you all. Thanks for having me. He said Andrew, and I was like, "Who? when did I we know. invite Who Andrew to the show? Well, like, <laughs> it's, it's Diff, Diff, right? That's why the name's Diff. on the screen. But, you know, a lot yeah. of people are going to meet you for the first time. You, you guys are growing like a weed. And um, so if, if we've all heard correctly, you have now traversed the gap between vendor and dealer. Am I right? That is correct. You are correct in that statement. Yeah, technically that is correct. With the one and only Mr. Brian Benstock. Yes, it's been a real, real. <laughs> so you uh, went full send. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna play, play in the deep end of the pool, right? Um, you know, it's a, it's a really. Um, a, I'm very humbled and thankful for the opportunity. Um, many people know Brian and I, or don't know Brian and I started working together in 2010. 
um, and really just formed a, um, he's been a huge impact on my life um, from just a personal perspective, a mentor, and to be um, partnered with him doing what I love. Um, you know, I started my career in a Honda dealership in central Pennsylvania at Antrim Way Honda. Um, ironically, one of our other good friends, Liza, Borsches was the district sales manager of that store. Oh, no so way. Like, yeah. <laughs> so okay. it's all coming together. Right. And, you know, um, Brian told me one day, he's like, someday we're going to have a dealership together. And I was like, man, that'd be awesome. And I'm, I, you know, I love Honda. Um, so to be in there and really having the opportunity to see what we as vendors, partners, technology companies can do for a, a dealership um, firsthand and then feed that back into to my company foundation to really serve dealers. I think, you know, I, I believe that our number one job as a, as a partner, vendor, whatever it is, is to build meaningful and lasting relationships with those that we serve, period. At the end of the day, like you can create a slide deck. And when you have, when you can see those efforts translate into changing, you know, the way people do things with their family and, you know, having a better service experience. It's, it's really cool. So it's full circle. So thank you for acknowledging it. I, I love, okay. So I'm like, as you're saying this, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So checking in like vendors really having the ability to like dig deep, you know, back like the originator of this, you probably remember this cause you've been in the industry a hot minute, but the originator of this was dealer.com. Mm -hmm. Like their home offices were across the street from a dealer yes. and all of their train, all of their training had to happen through dealer.com. And then like one of the most recent ones is Techion bought a dealership because they were like, Hey, Gotta best know. place to practice right in the dealership. Now it's like foundation direct, but now indirect partnership, you know, it's not foundation direct buying a dealership or anything, but obviously a leading partner, you get the ability, the insights to go, Oh, okay. So that's how that's impacting day-to-day -day, right like what me or the connected because because you are a data and ads company like it it you you have a purview into all these other partners that dealers are using and so it requires you to kind of have the understanding on the impact not just on like the digital analytics but the the offline analytics too right what have there been kind of like key things like initial learnings you're like oh shoot hadn't thought of that in a hot minute you know, it, yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, we sync every morning. My day starts with going over yesterday's business at the dealership. I think it's kind of like a good way to get your head back in the game and remember why we're doing what we're doing. Um, Brian is, as you know, he's as, as good at this as anybody. Um, he continues to just push it. You know, I think we finished 77th in the nation last month. Um, which is, which is out of Honda dealers, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. and yeah, there's a, there's a ton of that, right? Because, you know, um, what you spend on per car sold from a marketing expense becomes a real number. Right. And when you're sitting down, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how the you're world, like, Oh, that yeah. was my pocket. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We needed those new chairs in the customer waiting lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like Don't the get old Sox started on customer <laughs> employee lunges. Uh, so, um, and you know, it, it's just been, there's so much, I think when you step back and look at the industry that we serve, right. I mean, you guys are getting ready to put, to put on a great event for the industry, but when you, when you go into the dealership and I'm up there a good bit, when you go into the dealership and you walk around and you start looking at like, why isn't there, why don't we have enough paper towels in there? Like, why is there a fingerprint on that door? And you really begin to remember like 
everything that goes into a store, like why didn't somebody get the weeds cleaned up that after we had the mulch put in the flower beds uh, and you look at the impact, language. yeah, right. <laughs> when you look at the impact, right. It's like, holy cow, man, these, these things are dealerships are very complex. And I think yeah. we often in the industry focus on the pain points, right? But there's a lot that dealerships do really, really, really well. And let's talk about the business side of it for a second is usually dealerships because of the, the money that they contribute to the community are a large part of the tax base. They're also a large employer. So like you you've kind of forget like the local dealerships that serve your community, they are very integrated in what happens in that community. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting for me having worked with Paragon for so long, you know, White Plains is, is in Westchester, but it's, they're very different markets that have very different needs. Um, and it's just fascinating to me. You know, I think, I think one of the things that always attracted me to this industry is that the owner of Greg Weaver of Antrim White Honda, where I started my career, he said, the beauty of a dealership is that you have seven businesses in one. Hmm. He's like, I can teach you business of seven businesses in one, in one business, if you want to learn it. And I mean, you think about it, you got finance, right? You got used, you got new, you got parts, you got fixed, you got a body shop. I mean, those are all businesses that I would love to have, but when you get a dealership, you get all of those. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating. I think this industry is the, I believe it's the best industry that anyone can be involved with. I think you can learn the most. I think it, I think nothing has prepared me or prepared me for life better than working in dealerships because I feel like I had a, I feel like I had a head start when I even went to grad school because I was like, oh, I've, I've worked with this in parts obsolescence. And you're like, why do you know what that means? And then I take that one step further. And, you know, with foundations partnership with NCM and now kind of standardizing digital measurement for NCM um, and helping dealers understand how their data can unlock profitability in a dealership is just really cool. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's know, the best of all worlds. So yesterday, Paul and I, you know, we, we've, we're, uh, we're shooting this more than cars uh, series of soda, right? Um, and in the lead, we're like the largest retail industry in the country. And I was like, man, I just want to make sure we're back that. that up. Right. You've been saying it fact for a long time. So I went to a yeah. few sites and I found uh, like three confirmations. There was like, it was either four or five on the total industry list in, in, in the U S but in just retail, there was no one else that hit the top 10. New car right? dealers were what? Number five. New car dealers were number five, like four or five, depending on the site that you looked at. And that that's the reason is because like we have multiple retail industries injected into a single industry and like the reason i'm tying that back is you said like back to the you know paint on the walls and mulch in the front so often as just anybody like a consultant or a dealer or a fixed ops manager or service manager like the phrase starts like this if that dealer would just right whatever the just is (laughs) you're like you just said just you don't understand. <laughs> There's no just in dealer world. There's like no. 83 justs in each company. It's like a contractor. Every, hey, could every you hour. just move that window half an inch? Yeah. <laughs> well said. Well yeah. said. Yeah, so it's 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 been really cool. Very humbling. Love it and, and so thankful for it. So more to come, you know. 
Yeah. What's the, you know, at the end there, you said like that, you know, you guys have recently formed a partnership with NTM and are working mm -hmm. to standardize the the model of looking at the, uh, at digital analytics. And there's a lot of talk around standardization, right? We've got talk around standardization of APIs with the star standards, standardization of GA4 events with the ASC standards council, NCM being a massive trainer and 20 group representative across the industry, looking to standardize digital metrics. Where have you seen like the biggest gaps and, and the things that maybe as an industry we're asking for, but become very, very difficult as we plug in all of these inputs? You know, that's, that's a really great question because I think Thank you. we were talking, we were, we were talking, we were talking about buzzwords and standardization is one of those buzzwords now, like everybody, you know, it's like, I want to standardize this. And I think, um, I love, I think COVID and thanks a lot to you guys too, from starting just what you do. I think there's a lot more collaboration in our space versus competition, which I think is the most powerful thing that we need as an industry, because again, sitting on multiple different areas of this fence, there you go, collaboration, right? It always wins. Um, is that when you begin to look at these things, I think the old sentiment was, let me tell you how much I know so that you you trust me that I'm smart <laughs> and that I'm a I'm gonna I'm just gonna word just hit you with all these these stats right or at least confuse I, you enough that you believe I, know I must things. know more than you I, yeah like let me just go deep on that let me talk about schema.org I mean like we all went down this stuff and how sites should be built and what organic means now people are sort of like yeah I get it I need a website I know that there's four major traffic driving sources or whatever it may be what I've found is that where we've been very um, successful in talking to our dealers. You know, we're going to have about 600 dealerships on this composite platform by the end of the year. And where it's been really helpful is learning from the NCM moderators. Like today, we're going to talk about fixed coverage. They pick one topic, they look at who's the best at it, and then they, they collaborate in the room to figure out a way to bring everyone up to that level. And that is not easily done if you're not measuring everything the same way a financial statement manage, measures everything gross profit is gross profit like you can't you can't be like well my version of gross profits this and yours is that and we had a little bit of that from the measurement perspective in the space because it was sort of like well it's google analytics and we got to do it i think it's great now as we can sit down and be like hey paul here's the deal man like you run a very profitable dealership but the guy who's not as profitable you he has a 31 percent service appointment booking rate like, what if you had your profitability plus a 31% service booking rate? Like, that's one plus one equals three. So that's where this standardization has become very, very impactful. Um, also is, you know, we were talking about a marketing person at a dealership. People aren't sitting there trying to understand if their chat conversion stopped firing in their Google Analytics 4 account because that talks to their ads account. In the weeds, they don't care about it. But what will happen is if the website provider shows that there was a decrease in leads because that tool stopped working, the dealership gets fired up. So we've really been able to collaborate with website providers and partners that that work on these websites. Say, hey man, the chat thing went away. Did you change something in the code? Did you do an update? Did you refresh? Let's get this fixed on behalf of the dealers. So that's been like really exciting. Um, and just, I'm, I, you know, I think it's, um, it's been inspiring for me too, because I'm learning, you know, from the, from looking at this, you know, you would think, well, if you standardize the data, there's only so much that's going to be different. And man, like 
we're working with some groups, you know, they're mixed brands. They're like these general manager groups. So you have a CDGR store, a Honda store, a Toyota store, a Ford store, all in one group. And just the cool things that come out of that's been pretty powerful. You're like, well, these guys call it used and these guys call it pre-owned and you wouldn't believe the number of complexities that adds to a data model. <laughs> Spaces and hyphens are very important in our world. <laughs> Michael. I, I was going to ask you about indoor skydiving, but I don't know if we're there yet. Well, it's like, I've been waiting. Know, I have my question written out. It's like, I've been waiting for this in my whole life. You know, so I have a story for that as Diff always, I always have a story for them. So my, <laughs> love it. my father-in-law is an avid skydiver and 73 your wife years is old. A pilot. This is my oh. wife's a pilot. Aviate, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, where's the door that I can jump out of? She's like, it doesn't work that way. Um, um, and it's funny when we had our second son, Kai, um, my father-in-law said, Hey man, like I'm getting, you know, I'm getting ready to get ready for skydive season. Would you want to hop in a wind tunnel with me so I can practice <laughs> basically like hang on to you for my formation flying? I said, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I can probably, I think I can probably figure this out. So he taught me how to skydive at indoor skydiving over here in London. And I, you know, they have levels and we just bought an hour of tunnel time and we, him and I would just go over there for like 20 minutes a week and just fly around. And, you know, as we get older, not that I'm getting older, it's fun for me. The thing that is really, I think you're getting older. No, no, not I'm, I'm doing the, I'm I'm doing the Ben stock thing. I'm trying to reverse age. Yeah. When you Um, talk about it a lot, it just kind of verifies the fact that you're getting older. You're getting older. (laughs) You know, my father-in-law, my father-in-law actually told me, he said, you know, life's like a roll of toilet paper. You put it on, you think it's going to last forever. And the closer to the end you get, the faster it goes, brother. I go, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty pretty fair comment. I, I, was like, never I, was, heard that. I was like, I yeah, like you're that. not kidding. It's Brian like quick, man. Be like, have the bigger biceps. So yeah. Yeah. So, so Michael to tie this back, what I love about indoor skydiving, other than the fact that Glenn Lundy let me hop into a, a tunnel down in, you know, I saw that. I, uh, I think that. Atlanta. I mean, that's how I, I found out about it. I, I it was, roll it into was, this place and diffs, diffs doing this. He's upside down as doing this thing. I was like, wait, what, how did wait, wait, what? He's like, excuse me. I brought my own goggles. He's like, yeah, let's throw my helmet, guys. Hold on, I gotta get my skydiving shoes on here. He's no. like, um, he's got the spandex on. He's ready to go. So funny, this shirt right there. Yeah. But it it forces this layer of um, awareness that I just you don't have when you're walking forwards, backwards, side to side because you literally can move diagonally back forward, and you know it applies a lot to business. Like you got to be dynamic, right? And um, just the awareness that it taught me was like was really 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 fun and you know our aviation is in our family and you're like three inches off you know unless you're going downstairs you're probably going to make it right but like the slightest move in the middle of an air tunnel will the things can maybe not go go as planned you know they have a lot of control it's funny if you drive down the road and put your hand out the window at 40 miles an hour and you do this you know, you yeah. feel the difference. You do it at 70 miles an hour. You got to be careful. You hit a bug like that. It's a different deal. And, you know, <laughs> I think when you're in, you know, head down free fall, I think you, the max speed you can get is like 120, like something like that. But those wind tunnels, oh. they control that variable by the speed they push up. So as you progress to like sit fly, for example, which is very difficult to do, they won't let you sit until you get on your back back flying is very difficult because it basically they train you to fly forwards up down sideways around 
And then they're basically like, no, get on your back and learn all that reverse. And you're kind of, it's just an awkward, they start you like in a chair position, but it's fun. And if you have a tunnel, I'd highly recommend that you go do it and just like, and put the time in and have some fun. It's you, you will, it's a good, it's a good fun thing to do. So there you go, Michael. That's my long story on. And I'm still waiting for Cirillo and spandex. I, I just need that in my life. And, and a shaved Cirillo, beard. Cirillo's either frozen or I think really he's, angry. he's just doing a great job of faking it. Kyle got us yesterday though. Kyle faked a freeze and we all jumped in. <laughs> Had you for a hot minute. No, I think he's really it's frozen. So he's not he's really frozen. What uh what's what's like what's the thing that you're working on in the business right now? Um, particularly like in mapping vendors to dealership, right? With the new Honda store and things like that. And and what you're working on is you're seeing like, oh, we have to tie all of this thing together from technology into a store how's that how's that going? you know that's a that's such a good question and i could go we could we could talk hours about this but you know um when i was at google the gentleman who kind of taught like i worked out at the partnerplex and stuff and he said big and simple always beats small and complex and i think seeing the detail that we have of data right now it's so complex and i'm working on simplification and um making things easier to process like why do we all love iphones right by the way friday 15th iphone 15 pro get it ordered titanium not that i just ordered mine but throwing it out there um <laughs> is you know the 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 simplicity of things to do highly the simplicity if you make it simple to do highly complex things it provides value in my opinion right so as i'm going through the dealership i'm like why do I have to log into nine platforms? Like what, like, Tell me I'm, about. I, right. I'm literally like talking to everyone in the dealership. I'm saying to, you know, our general salesman, Hey, Chris, uh, Hey Harris, here's the deal. What are you looking at in this platform more than five times a day? Okay. Write that down. Right. What would be helpful out of this platform that you can't get to? Okay. Write that down. So this simplification, because when you do that, you get more time back to go sell more cars or service more cars or talk to more customers because you're not spending time trying to find something in the tool. Um, so that's been a big, big, big piece. Man, I think if 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 anybody listening to, to right now in this interview doesn't take back, go to each of your people and ask them, what are they doing to look at a system five times or more a day? And how many of those can you potentially move over, eliminate, or or increase the speed and efficiency of that employee? Like that's a massive takeaway. And I think any own and and it doesn't matter if you're at a company and you have a technology that someone uses. Go ask them whether or not they're logging in five times a day and what are they looking at in that thing, and is that necessary and does it work for them? So I'd like that's a that's a perfect way to wrap this up, uh, Diff. You you're always like. We've like hit, I think, 83 things at this point uh, in this in this conversation. And we're so excited that that Foundation Direct is partnering with a SotoCon on the swag, on some thought leadership. Going to have Jesse Naspolo there, and, and she's amazing. Uh, the, the scarf looks so legit. If you're coming to a SotoCon, you get a scarf with the logos and the whole nine yards on it. Uh, it's As always, it's been a pleasure. And thanks for joining us, Diff. Hey, thank you guys. Keep doing what you do. You're doing such great things for the industry. And thanks for always letting us be along for the ride. So appreciate all you do. And let's keep doing good things together.
I love how often we have seen dealers venturing into technology in this time period, right? A lot of dealers, dealer groups starting to build tech products. Diff is a story that's going kind of the other way, right? right. Build a tech product now is actually a partner in a dealership. And that collaboration and what we're just seeing in the industry going forward and backward is really showing itself to be effective in helping us progress faster. And, you know, you know what it underscores cool. for me? How as a human species, we have no clue about anything all of the time. I think because, that occurs to me just about every morning when I wake up. Yes. Like, because here's the thing, right? You remember eight months ago when everyone was like, every dealership will be out of business in the next seven years. And it's like, okay. And everybody's bowels quiver. And then we shortly after that on the show, talked to Damon Lester and he's like, I plan on buying more dealerships. Like he's an accountant who's planning on buying. And then we're like, Oh, wait a minute. And then, you know, fast forward to today and we're not really talking about that anymore. And you've got like Asbury auto group who's buying all of the dealerships right now, it seems. Uh, and they're obviously seeing something that they want to double, triple, quadruple down on. And then to your point, you got diff like, no, nah, I think now would be a good time to enter the, the retail game. And so yeah. I just feel like we don't know anything most of the time and everyone needs to calm down and diff is leading the way. Yeah. And I love he's like pretty chill. You, you listen and he's like, yeah, we just have these regular check ins every single day. We look at all the business. I go into my team members, say, are you using the things that we have we, we've built for you? Like that's the regular things of business that keep business open. And I think even just in auto, a lot of times we look at like grand ideas, big things. What are we going to do next? What's, what's everyone on one on the horizon. And it's like, no customers want you to do really well today for them, you know? And that's what that underscores to me that, that and like, if, if you do the, the, the right things really well today for, for people, whether it be your customers or your employees, you're going to succeed. Uh, well, hey, we look. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation as we did uh, with our friend Diff. On behalf of myself, Michael Cirillo, and Paul J. Daly, we'll see you next time here on Auto Collabs. Sign up for our free and fun-to-read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome, Welcome to, to Auto Collapse. <laughs> Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>